Hello dreamers and welcome to an extra special spooky bonus Dream Factory. Woo! But you would have already known that from the huge amounts of production John did on the theme tune to make it really scary. Isn't that right, John? You've just promised me that off off tape. Mm-hmm. You're going to make it so scary, you said. You said that anyone listening will be looking over their shoulders. Yeah, no one's listening anymore because they're too scared by the theme. Um, oh, it's scary, isn't it, out there? Spooky. Oh, get scared. Halloween. Oh, watch out, ghosts. What's your best ghost story? Shoot. Uh, a few years back, I was at my grandparents' house, which is spooky in itself because it's like a cottage down a yeah. down a drive that no other houses are in, and oh, it's like in the middle of nowhere. That and, is um, spooky. Yeah, and it was at night, and it was around Christmas time, and I was walking around with my grandmother, and I walked into a room, and I said, I picked up a doll, and I went, and it was really creepy looking, mm-hmm, right? And I said, mm-hmm. this doll looks like something from a horror film, and as I said, horror film the um, house had a power cut whoa yeah that's so spooky yeah that's really spooky we just laughed it off at the time but in hindsight I was like that was how manic did you laugh it off <laughs> this is fine <laughs> cool have you got a spooky story yeah but again I don't know if I've told it on the podcast mate. Uh, when I was at uni I made a documentary about ghosts yeah because um, we were you and I were at uni in Canterbury mm-hmm. it's really haunted it's where loads of the ghosts go Super. they love it um, so ghosts are loads of ghosts in Canterbury I made it with this guy called Jack shout out Jack and uh, we kind of visited a few known haunted locations in Canterbury not much going on we even met like a paranormal investigator and went around a graveyard yeah with a man we'd never met before at 10pm we just waited at a Ooh. graveyard for him to come and pick us up yeah didn't see any ghosts although he told us some excellent stories and then we were like right let's go to Pluckley now Pluckley's famously the most haunted place in the world well, yeah. in the UK, but it's got to be top 10 in the world. Mm. Um, so where, there's so many ghosts in Pluckley, right? It's teeming with them. Yeah. More, pe- more ghosts than people. Yeah, embarrassing, really. It's so famous for ghosts. Mm. Uh, anyway, we're walking around. We were like, we wanted to see a ghost. Where are we going to see a ghost? We went to the graveyard. We're walking <laughs> Good around. Good stuff. Well, I mean, come on. I've seen a horror <laughs> film or two. Yeah. Un- for my own, you know, unfortunately, I hate them. Yeah. So I've only seen one or two. I went to the graveyard, but they both took place in graveyards. Went to a graveyard. We're walking around, you know, recording some bits, just having a great time. Uh, and then we saw a person in the graveyard dressed in this big, long red coat. And we went over to... This all genuinely, genuinely happened, right? In front of my own eyes. Went over to them. And I was like, hey, we're recording a thing. Will you say a thing? And she said, I'll say a thing. And she said a thing. We were like, what are you doing here? And she said, oh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm looking for this grave this of this person. We were like, cool. Well, good luck finding it. And then we went off. And then we went to the local pub in Pluckley. Now, and there is a... On your table, there's like a guide to all the ghosts of Pluckley. Yeah. And I shit you not, one of the ghosts is a woman dressed in red looking for the grave of someone in their graveyard. <laughs> now, I just I told, got look, chills. The story splits people. Either gives them mega chills and they can't sleep for a week. Or they say, <laughs> this is like the most popular ghost tourism place in the world. Yeah, yeah. Do they just, does someone just dress in red and walk around the graveyard? Oh, probably, but it's still fun. But explain this. I woke up in a red coat. <laughs> <laughs> You, that didn't happen. The that good didn't. ending to the story would be you listen back to the recording that you'd made, and there's nothing, and there. it's just your side. That would be. I would. You, I, no. <laughs> I would be gone, mate. I, I would live in the bottom of a lake. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> look, we've got a couple of spooky film suggestions. Well, I mean, we've just got. So, uh, friend of the pod, Muscles Tom, has sent one of the longest emails I've ever seen in my life. We, I, I actually thought to myself the other day, I wonder what 
Tom's been up to recently. Turns out, composing this email. <laughs> the reams uh, of paper that John has just taken out of his bag. He's been carrying around that all day. Got a backache. Thomas says, it's me, Muscles Tom, or as my French friends call me, Tom Mould. Oh, Very, very, very good. It's nearly Halloween, so you know what that means. It's time to pull out the bedsheet off, throw it over your head, and wander around the streets at night, having an absolute whale of a time. I've been watching all of the horrific classics lately. Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street. Where's this going? Boggy Creek 2, The Legend guess. Continues. Oh, We've seen Boggy Creek We have, Creek yeah, too. yeah. And it suddenly occurred to me, I could make a film like that. <laughs> Only better. I call this abomination of a tale, Rubik's Nightmare. Good, very good, very good. That echo that you just heard as I said the title, that was all in your own head, mate. Just saying. Oh, no. Spooky. An eccentric billionaire comes up with a scheme to kidnap 10 random people and lock them away together in a sealed room. Brackets, a bit like Philip Schofield's cube, but far less glamorous. For the it international is, is listener, cube. Philip Schofield is a TV personality who kidnaps people and puts them in, puts a, them cube. in a cube. Uh, so these 10 people are each given a Rubik's Cube and are told the first person to solve it will be released with a million pounds, while the remaining nine will be left to rot away in hell forever. Bloody hell. That's not good. The whole movie will consist of simply watching and waiting for someone <laughs> to eventually solve the cube. <laughs> But here's the twist. When you go to see the film at the cinema, you're actually watching a live feed of this happening oh in real my life. God, no! Therefore, it's up to each person in the audience to realise when something is wrong and leave, or they may stay in the cinema for days before they realise what they're watching is live. Most people will never be able to solve a Rubik's Cube, thus the movie could run in theatres for years is that to true? come. Is that true? Maybe where you're from, Tom. But I feel like people are solving Rubik's Cubes all the time over, over here in London. I know this is such a resplendent idea that it's hard to convey with words, but hopefully you get the gist. The end. A live feed. A live feed of people doing a Rubik's Cube? What's the horror here? Yeah, and to- I mean, thanks, Tom, but you haven't thought of the overheads in a cinema <laughs> either. What, are they buying one ticket for eternity? Yeah, good point. When does the... You, look, you'd know something was up when you, you look at the film duration. Mm. And it's just the infinity symbol. <laughs> You're like, hang on. They only do that for Marvel films. Hey. And, and also... How are they going to schedule the films after it? It's a nightmare. What are they going to have to assign a whole screen to this film? How right. the, the, the logistics are letting you down here, Muscles Tom. If Joe, if you were in that situation, how long would you sit there before you realised it wasn't an art house film and was just uh, a live feed? Oh, three hours. <laughs> if I was one of the contestants, though, yeah. How many cameras are there on me? One. Mm. I'd turn away from it and I'd peel all the stickers off the Rubik's cube and put them back on and then turn around and be like damn it damn and then I'd watch everyone else die and I'd have my million quid I was thinking you get in there you don't know how talented the other you know they could have one of those guys true, who does it in nine true, seconds in there very right? true so what you do is you immediately have to kill everyone no you imme- no, you're not, are you in the same room as them all yeah I think so oh I thought they were in separate rooms because if you were in separate rooms you could just scream done it and everyone else would give up and then you'd have ages to do it <laughs> that also works because they all think they're rotting in hell yeah they don't know that You've done it. But then they probably would just get bored. If you were left to rot with a Rubik's Cube, you'd get bored and do it, wouldn't you? Is he talking metaphorically when he says rotting away in hell? Uh, or does, does the devil then appear and take, yeah. take, him, take him away? Did you ever have a Rubik's Snake? Not what? popular, not as popular. There was a Rubik's Snake. No? It was just like a long thing. Yeah. Uh, and harder? I don't know. Don't mm. know, mate. Uh, and there are also those ones with just four spots that are supposed to be really difficult to solve. How? They're harder to solve. There's only four? Mm, harder mate there's so many different cubes it's I had a math teacher that was really good at them and he used to like show off to kids I've seen the spherical one 
Oh, which seems what was that like? nigh on impossible. What was it like when you saw it? <laughs> uh, how did I feel at the time? Yeah. Confused. What? It's like the first time I ever saw a dice with more than six sides. Yeah. What? What's that for? <laughs> this makes Monopoly so easy. Because like your memory and your mind and like even like your sense of like invention and stuff is all based on stuff that you've previously conceived, right? It's all just like, what if I do this with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And so the first time you see a 12-sided dice, do you feel like your brain has opened up a new section? Ready? Yeah, six new section. <laughs> with the digits 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 on them. Well done. Thank you very much. I know what you're thinking, listener. You're thinking, well, oh, it wasn't that long an email. Yeah, um, it was actually, a, you know, just a fine idea. And Muscle's Tom normally excels. What? You want more cinematic gold? Are you reading now? Yes. <laughs> That's how I talk. I don't normally give away too much of my talent in one go, but then again, I suppose it is Halloween. I recall the time for giving away a lot of your talent. <laughs> yeah. He's he's got a very uh, R.L. Stein vibe today. Hasn't he really. He? I don't like. I, I don't like how powerful Tom clearly knows he is. <laughs> he's so powerful. We've yeah. given him a fucking episode. Given him his own episode. I'm uh, gonna put. You know when I put like feature for a guest, mm. Muscles Tom is getting the feature on this episode. Good. I call this repulsive little number. They always come back for more. <laughs> So this, in inverted commas, normal guy is just going about his daily life without care in the world when things slowly get a little bit strange for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For instance, he might be walking down this sounds, this sounds textbooks, muscle tongue. <laughs> oh no. For instance, he might be walking down the street and people will look at him as if he's some sort of hideous monster. People will phone his house saying, don't you ever talk to me like that again. Things start arriving at, at his house that he hasn't ordered. He wakes up with hangovers when he hasn't been drinking. What? I genuinely don't know where this email's going. <laughs> Second page. Food and drink is going down in the house twice as fast, and he just can't put his finger on what the hell is happening okay. and why people are suddenly turning against him. And then it is revealed. One day when he's in the shower, he happens to glance in a mirror and notice another face on the back of his head. <laughs> How's he not noticed that? <laughs> what, has his face been silent the entire time? <laughs> what has he been shampooing another face? And what's that face been doing to really upset people? <laughs> yeah, he shampooed his face. Like, his finger just slips into a mouth or something. He doesn't notice it. <laughs> yeah, and what? And he's walking down the street and the face is going, prick! <laughs> You're saying that to me? <laughs> Maybe that's the twist. Uh, okay. Uh a disturbing, monstrous face who has obviously been doing all of these terrible things behind his back. Brackets, literally. <laughs> he knows he has How to... How would he get away with it? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he knows he has to defeat this demon. But how? He's walking around his garden thinking of what to do when he accidentally stands on a rake and it swings up and hits <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> like Sideshow Bob. So let me guess. He moonwalks onto a rake. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> This gives him an idea. He steps on the rake backwards, so <laughs> the pole swings up and hits the evil face on the back of Does his head. Does he feel that? Hitting it so hard it knocks unconscious, thus putting a stop to his evil doings forever. The end. I mean, how would you not know? If you ever slept on your back, you'd suffocate it. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Also, at what point did it arrive? <laughs> uh, Tom, you've, logistically, both of these films have got massive holes in them. <laughs> Whereas the rest of the films we cover on this podcast, watertight. Watertight. 
P.S. I can solve any mixed up Rubik's Cube in under two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> sadist. What a sadist. Fuck it. Can he do it or can the guy on the back of his head do it? Is that from Muscles Tom or Muscles Tim? Who's the guy on the back? Um, well, there you go. That was a uh, especially spooky edition of the Dream Factory, mostly brought to you by Muscle Tom and his mad ideas. <laughs> was that sent from the Muscles email address? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, from whichever what the hell it is, the Welsh Muscles Corporation. <laughs> Who knows? Still, still yet to pay a visit. He still hasn't provided transport and accommodation. But when he does, <laughs> we'll be performing to a crowd of him and it's a lot muscles. of muscles. <laughs> Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener